hi everyone as if uh being off for weeks because i was ill wasn't enough i uh, recorded the whole of this show using the wrong microphone on my laptop so apologies if my side of this sounds terrible normal service will be resumed next week now on to the show So, Paul, I described your voice as sounding rather like Pat Butcher on uh, having chain-smoked 60 Rothmans. Uh, are you feeling better yet? Yeah, I'm definitely on the mend. Uh, I've, I've, there was definitely a Pat Butcher phase. There was also, like, a strange, like, adenoidal phase. Last Some people don't believe this is real. They think it was fake news. Were you actually ill? Listen, all I can offer is my reputation for integrity. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe, maybe destroyed. Solid, it's uh, solid. Man. Th- there were several theories out there. Some people thought you might have gone to jail. <laughs> no, no, I, I've been, uh, I've been. I haven't really got an alibi though because I've mostly just been on my own the whole time. <laughs> I've seen people. Are though. you dead? No, alive and well. This is not a Paul is dead situation. Ed doesn't replace me with the sound alike. Ed is well into artificial intelligence though, so if I ever do die, it won't be long. Want, no one will yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. A couple of minutes of uh, rankhouse recordings, and we can fake you. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you, you will suddenly turn into a gun-toting <laughs> Second Rights Amendment GOP activist. Okay. No, you won't. No, thanks. All, that, that, I, all I ask um, is when I die, you uh, keep the fake voice of me uh, in line with my ethical beliefs. Yeah, um, so um, we, we uh, said at the top of the show there, we we're going to talk a little bit about Mourinho. It's, it's a little bit old, isn't it, now? Mm. Mourinho's double rant, I think it's fair to say. Um, but, but what was your take? And um, Mourinho, oh, uh, he's, he, I mean, he had first he had a go at the fans for not making enough noise, uh, and then he had a rant about uh, performance levels versus spending. Um, and uh, what else did he say after, uh, before, and after Sevilla? Um, basically defending his approach, um, which he's been doing this week again, actually, de- defending his approach and results. The the one that really got me was the post-match. Like, the pre-match was dumb. But the one that really got and you know, all the Luke Shaw stuff has been absolutely horrendous. Like, Marino's just a sort of horrible bully, really. Um, although, like, we don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes. Um but Mourinho's 12-minute garbage after the severe defeat, which was, let's not mess around, a total disgrace. Like, the players should be ashamed of themselves, the manager should be ashamed of himself. Like, it was properly pathetic, that performance. Um, but, you know, the really annoying thing about the Mourinho's 12-minute ramp was was actually a sort of vaguely serious, broad cultural point about how just shouting stuff, whether or not it has any basis in the truth or any relevance to the argument, has become uh, what passes for public discourse now. And and yeah. there are very real, real-life consequences of this. That's that's the thing that annoyed me about Mourinho's rant. Not, because football doesn't matter, ultimately. But it's just so... like. 
the whole basis of his argument, this football heritage and the fact that United haven't been good in the Champions League for five years. If we'd just lost in the semi-final to Barcelona and everyone was slagging him off, then that argument would be completely valid. But to be garbage against a deeply average upper mid-table La Liga team, that has got nothing to do Mm. with football heritage. Well, not not just garbage, but defensive as well. Um, Mourinho had his team playing like the away side uh, in both legs. Uh, even at home after a nil-nil, you know, it, it, yeah. it was the game that convinced me that Mourinho's approach is antiquated. Not, not that I would, probably wasn't convinced already, yeah. um, but this is exactly how teams might have played 15 years ago in the Champions League. You know, when, when Mourinho first came to prominence um, and, uh, and and that's what his Porto side did, you know, they were they were tight, they... He played plenty of, you know, had plenty of dirty tricks up their sleeves, and they caught teams on the break. Um, uh, but this was Manchester United, as you say, against a pretty average La Liga side, decent, but but uh, you know, struggled to score, um, as we saw for most of that game. Um, and and uh, uh, we approached it in a, an extremely negative fashion. Now, look, there are nuances around parking the bus. It, it wasn't yeah. eight at the back, but, you know, the kind of tactics we expect to see against City at the weekend, but um, it it was certainly way, way more cautious than was necessary for this kind of game, and it, it gave Sevilla more respect than they deserved. Respect, of course, which, you know, Mourinho showed, showed none of to the fans. And it was a really odd rant, you know, about going out in the group phase in 2012 and out the last 16 in 2013, um, you know, no heritage, which... which um, I'm going to take it as a mistranslation. Yeah. But basically, but he stretched it out over seven years um, and focused on European football, you know, and, and uh, focused on managerial changes. So he's not talking about the team he inherited, actually, which might have been the word he was trying to use. Um, because the team he inherited finished the season on the same number of points as Manchester City. <laughs> and now we're looking at a 16 point gap yeah. right you know great legacy he's going to leave he sort of listed a load of good players that city had got when when they took over he talked about Otamendi de Bruyne i mean first of all Otamendi was playing like an absolute train wreck and has been kind of fixed by his manager it's fair to say but nevertheless like plenty of good players that at United when Mourinho arrived and Pogba comes before he even kicks the ball, Zlatan comes before he even kicks the ball. You know, it's um, it's just very, it's just self-serving nonsense and, and it really, really got to me. I mean, I did have like quite a raging fever at the time, so that definitely helped, but it was just like, it was it was just so self-serving and inaccurate. I mean, you know, I just wanted someone in that room to say, oh, you know how you talked about them getting knocked out in 2012-13? Um, didn't you say they were the better side in that match against your all-conquering Galactico Real Madrid? No. Well, not Galactico, as in original first go-round, but... Mourinho literally, out his own words, said that United were a better side than his side uh, when they played each other in... 
So. Yes, well, um, much is the uh, public discourse these days. You can say one thing and deny it seconds later. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, <laughs> apparently that's okay. He is the Donald Trump of football management. But genuinely, uh, like all joking aside, that really was literally what that press conference... I know so there's a small fraction of our listeners that get very upset when we talk about politics. Well, I think we've weeded most of them out and they just don't listen to the show anymore, which is highly preferable. Um, but it really was that exact kind of paradigm of narcissism of all that matters is that I win. You know, it doesn't matter if my team wins or the fans that I'm paid to represent win or my players win. All that matters is that I win. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, I mean, look, of course uh, you, you could say United made the bed and they've got a lie in it because um, not much of what Mourinho is going on about um, has gone on about recently. Um, is a surprise, really, in the in the broad scheme of things. Um, I, I thought the the really worrying part, the bit that had me convinced for a while that Mourinho, not that he was going off the rails, but that he was he was uh, approaching scorched earth, was when he was asked about whether um, his constant criticism of his own players could backfire, and he said, "Yes, but what have I got to lose?" <laughs> you know, and I, I, I have to. Yeah, I, I've got to. Got to say, uh, he's got to lose his job, um, uh, but maybe he thinks the hierarchy are so desperate and so lacking in vision uh, that uh, he's safe, you know. And he probably is. Look, United are likely to finish second, um, depend, depending on, on how many points are, are dropped after the league is over this weekend um, and and how well Liverpool performed towards the end of the season, I suppose. So likely to finish second. It may be close. Um, and for Mourinho, he's going to be able to play out a narrative which will be accepted by many people that this was successful. The ma- um, of course, we know there's a lot more nuance to that than just results. You know, United have played pretty garbage pretty often this season. There have just been those sparks of of uh, good stuff, but it's been very infrequent and, and almost non-existent against good teams. The, well, we beat Chelsea and Liverpool recently. Um not magnificent performances by any stretch of the imagination, but something to potentially hang your hat on, you know. And then yeah. this is just... tactically the the victory against Liverpool was sound. I mean, he he got it spot on in in terms of how to play Liverpool. He played the the only thing that was a surprise about that game was that Flaney didn't start, so he'd go direct. But basically, the tactics were exactly that, you know, try and bypass the high press. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it was pretty predictable in terms of, you know, that is almost Mourinho's plan B. Plan A is just uh, the low block. Plan A and a half, <laughs> to, to mix my numbering lettering <laughs> schemes, uh, is is to play the low block and go a bit direct. So, and, um, and but but it's not, really how any top side anywhere plays. The mad thing about it is he could, he could, if he played this season differently, like the results and the performance had been identical, but Mourinho's tack had been different. He could have created such a massive feel good factor around this season. If he just like was a bit nicer about his players, a bit more emphasis from him on the progress that the squad and the team and all that was making. And, you know, cause he, sells them down the river any second he can apart from like his few little favorites so we we haven't spoken since the um Nemanja Matic was an island of class and I can't even remember which game that was was that that was Palace maybe uh maybe was it well the one that Shaw played the first half and got hooked at half time um 
I think maybe that was Brighton, wasn't was it? it? Okay, yeah, right. Did Brighton. we? What was the result in that game? Two 0 Okay, to us or them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2-0. You really have been. I'm really properly not well. Um, yeah, yeah. United won two 0 okay. uh, It was. Um, yeah, you know, an okay performance. Uh, and it's one of those games where Matic does stand out because he didn't get any pressure. Right. Uh, Lukaku uh, scored a yeah. nice opening goal and Matic scored um, uh, late on to, to seal the win. Uh, right, and that was two games in a row where Matic has scored because he'd scored the winner in, against Palace, which, by the way, we haven't talked about that game, one of Manchester United's worst ever performances for yeah. 60 minutes and then and then they just kind of came to life and were excellent I, I actually think the international break recently came at an opportune time because I mean you, you're talking about he could have created a much different narrative around the team and I totally agree I mean he's created almost all the negativity um I think it would have been very different if if United were playing a you know Mourinho ball um but he was saying look it's uh, it's a process we're 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 trying to get there uh, we're trying to improve. Good football's coming, um, but he's gone on the attack. He's attacked the club. He's attacked the fans. He's attacked his, almost all his players except for his favourites. Um, uh, he's attacked uh, the press and tried to delegitimize. Um, you know, that's, the, that's the way it goes these days, right? Um, so yeah, um, so you know, all of that kind of built up. Brighton wasn't a great game or a great performance. It was a good win. Um, against uh, a, you know a half decent Brighton side, but uh, you know the, exactly the kind of team that does fall to this Mourinho, um, this Mourinho team. Um, and and you know we've had the ten day break, come back Swansea at home, always going to beat Swansea at home, um, and it's allowed some of that to dissipate. Yeah, we were we're, we're definitely better than Swansea. I'm prepared to go on record as saying whatever else is going on. At least we're better than Swansea now, which was up for debate for a little while. Now. Um, a very fine first half indeed. Um, yeah, actually one one of the best halves that United have played this season. I mean, pro- probably uh, if it had been 3 or 4-0, that wouldn't have been um, against the sort of pattern of the first half. No, there was a point in the second half where you're thinking, uh-oh, maybe we should have made it 3 or 4-0. Went after Mata missed that spinny chance that he had. Um, Stop trying to score world, this one. Just... Tap one in, make it three 0 We needed that against Liverpool too. Um, that, but yeah, and De Gea made those two good saves in the second half. But the uh, the first goal was lovely. So he played four two three one with Lingard, Mata, and Alexis behind Lukaku in the world's most kind of tactically flexible three behind a striker ever. Like the three of them. That's that's a lot of intelligent movement from Alex from Lingard and Mata, and then Alexis's kind of skill and energy. Um, it's, a, it's a decent balance, and um, of course, it's stupid that he signed Alexis to replace Martial and Rashford. Um, but uh, if you've having signed Alexis, this is kind of the, the way to play him, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought. Um... I'm not sure Matthew will get um, huge plaudits for his game, but I, th- I think his intelligence helps mm. make that system. Mm. Um, you know, Ling- Lingard is the number one choice at number 10 now, and the right one, I think. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. he, we haven't talked about it, but he was very good for England yeah. as well, you know. Uh, more so pity, we don't want too many United players getting burnt out over the summer, do we? We um, um, a friend of the show, Cal Gildart, saying his love for Jesse Lingard had grown exponentially because he hardly really celebrated when he scored for England, whereas when he scores for Man United, it goes absolutely nuts. So it's like, good, well done, Jesse. 
priorities in order. Yeah, um, and I do quite like that it boils an awful lot of piss. That <laughs> Jesse Lingard uh, is uh, is not only good for United but good for England. But but he's United's best choice at number ten at the moment. Um, he gives you what Mourinho wants there, which is a, a runner with the ball and off the ball. Um, so that's right, you know, and and trying trying to fit in uh, Martial and Rashford appears to be difficult uh, in the way that Mourinho wants to play. Um, it's a hell of a lot of wasted talent, gotta say, hell of a lot just to sit there. But um, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out next season, I guess. But pretty flexible against Swansea, um, lots of one-touch football around the box, um, more chances uh, than uh, you know than were actually taken, obviously. Um, and uh, allowed Mourinho to make some changes at the end, yeah, rest, resting them for for the big game at the weekend, I guess. <laughs> Pogba back in the side, which is nice to see after... Pogba back in the side against a, a, you know, a team that's um, OK in midfield, but no heavy hitters at all there I mean, in, just... the, in the Swansea midfield. So it's, it's, I I'm not, we'll see at the weekend whether um, he's prepared to play Pogba in a two in central midfield or... Uh, <laughs> he's, not he's, playing, he's not playing a two in central midfield on Saturday, is no. uh, Just the whole Pogba stuff, obviously, that was going on before we stopped recording but we've we worked out it was the whole of March that we didn't do a show and March was really March madness with Radio and Pogba just absolute nonsense from the manager just awful man management and costing a player like Pogba I mean of all the players that you treat with kid gloves that you you nurture and cherish to get the best performance out of like the idea this kind of nonsense Mourinho management through conflict the idea that that could work on Paul Pogba is just laughable. So no, and it's another one of the reasons, apart from the tactics, um, it's another one of the reasons why Mourinho feels a bit antiquated. Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, if Ferguson came back right now, he'd seem more modern. You know, and uh, I mean, this is the contrast here with how Ferguson managed different personalities is it couldn't be starker, could it? Uh, Mourinho, Mourinho is the root one of management. Although, uh, of, and that's not about his tactics, that's about how he manages his players. It's, it's, it's one way and it's one way only. Of all the players to kind of cite Ferguson's excellent man management. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take that. One. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 utterly dispiriting. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of like arch Mourinho sympathisers listening who are annoyed by the tone of this conversation. Maybe believe some of what he said about the squad and all that. And... There, there are plenty who believe what has been said. Yeah. Plenty, you know. Um, you extricated yourself from the world of social media, but um, I hear and see it. Yeah, so. uh, it's great not hearing it or seeing it because you can pretend it's not happening. But you know, this, like I said, the thing about that twelve-minute run, when when I was watching it or listening to it after the fact, I my one of my overwhelming thoughts was there are going to be people who are literally there are going to be people buying what Mourinho is selling here that want to <coughs> want to hashtag believe. But um, I'm not particularly advocating for Mourinho to be sacked because. Like you said earlier, I'm not sure there's anyone at the club with the vision to to build, but it's just the idea that Mourinho is going to go toe to toe with Guardiola next season, and it will be a different picture. I don't, I don't see it. What, what two or three additions? What kind of? Let's say, let's say it's an amazing transfer window. And you bring in five players and get rid of four or something. Like, is that going to make the difference? And if it does, what? 
First of all, it's just not going to happen anyway. We're not going to buy five first-team players this summer. It's nonsense. Fought three last summer, and that's, you know, and that was... Mourinho identified he wanted four new players and he got three and now he spent all season moaning about not having the players he wants so just he's pathetic he's acting pathetic and managing kind of pathetic too and we're gonna we end up finish second in the league maybe we'll fluke the FA Cup or even win it in style because he's still got it in a one-off game but I don't know. It's dispiriting and and mm, very yeah. very well. Spurs Spurs away in the cup semi final. Yeah. So we'll see about that one because it didn't go so well last time we faced Spurs at Wembley. Did it? I mean, I I got the impression that Mourinho was auditioning for the remake of Falling Down. You know, <laughs> it was he it, 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 it was it was total scorched earth. Yeah. That rant uh, and subsequent ones. You know, he's he's had another one this weekend where he's saying everyone tells me that that. Uh, that Chelsea, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. Well, he didn't name them, but you know, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth are better than us, or they're not because we're second. Um, uh, unfortunately, that that tells a very, very narrow picture of of how the season has actually gone. Well, I mean, he's right about Chelsea, and he's definitely right about Arsenal. We're definitely way better as both a club and a team than both of them. Um, Spurs, I don't know, uh, is a strange thing, and and. You know, Liverpool, where Liverpool are at right now is kind of still quite difficult to assess, isn't it? But anyway, should we? Uh, oh, Zlatan's gone. That's, that happened. And then he went to Los Angeles and <laughs> came off the bench and scored the equaliser and the winner in a 4 3 win because he's a ridiculous human. Yeah. Um, 35 yarder <laughs> volley. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute worldie. Um, and then uh, got in front of his man to to score the winner with a header uh, offside. But you know, we'll, we'll give him that one. It's probably a foul for the first one as well, not him, but um, yeah. his colleague who won the header. Uh, but Zlatan is Zlatan. Uh, uh, his quote after the game where he said um, they were calling for me, so I gave them Zlatan. Yeah, they were chanting, "We want Zlatan, we want Zlatan." So I gave them Zlatan. That man, that man is good at talking and good at football. We did all our Zlatan eulogies when he left the first time. Um, so he didn't added anything to his United legacy by staying, but it, it was fun having him around for the first time around. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to be cruel, you'd say it was an awful decision to give him a new contract. Mm. You know, know. Wrapped up in some emotion, I think, but uh, it wasted about 15 million pounds. Mm. Can you really say it's wasted if we gave it to Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Doesn't he deserve an extra fifteen million pounds? No, I don't think he needs it. Yeah. So, okay. Well, Swansea Brighton wins. Sevilla devastating loss. Liverpool two one win. Ugly. Crystal Palace awful until Nemanja Matic came up with a worldie. Yeah, that that, um, that Liverpool win. It wasn't ugly in the same way that the Chelsea win was ugly. Like Liverpool were never battering no. us. In fact. In the Chelsea game, like they were well... Liverpool barely created a chance. No, that's I what... mean, United were very effective defensively. Yeah, Ashley Young did a heck of a number on Mo Salah, which was a surprising sentence to say. Uh, and just nice that Romelu Lukaku... Did he score in that game? I can't remember if he scored in that game, but he battered, he battered Chelsea, didn't he? Good to see the kind of big game criticisms falling away a little bit for Lukaku, which is nice. Yeah, he's got 25 in all competitions this season and, and more for Belgium on top of that. He's just come up with his 100th Premier League goal. 15 and 30 uh, in the league, so one in two exactly. 
Not bad. Yeah, which is okay. Um, and he's got a couple in in um, uh, the big games. Not enough. I mean, you'd say for for the kind of player we want, um, his record is pretty good mm-hmm. but you'd, you'd want improvement on it was, and he's 24 so maybe, maybe we'll get it he's been around the block quite a lot obviously for a 24 year old um but he's right up there with his um his peers in terms of speed he's got to those 100 and age as well yeah. uh, he's only a few days short of uh, the age Wayne Rooney was when he got 100 so um, and let's hope the second half of Lukaku's <laughs> career is rather better than Rooney's second half. Yeah, let's hope it didn't just peak with that hundredth goal. Um, I've sort of I'm basically as defensive of Romelu Lukaku as I would be of an extended family member. You know, I just, I've got no um, no capacity to be unbiased. The the kind of the ridiculous nature of the coverage of Romelu Lukaku makes me go ridiculous in the opposite direction um and he had that one really bad spell didn't he uh halfway through the season and then surely got over that and really come into his own he's in excellent form at the moment and it's, it's lovely to see and, and there's definitely been like tangible noticeable improvements in his game this season which is quite something to watch yeah and we'll, we'll see look with the um it's interesting last few Premier League games for United so obviously City and Arsenal and... Can we play Spurs again? No, it's just Cup Semi, isn't it? Yeah. No. Have we played... Oh, yeah, we have played Spurs away. They absolutely taunt us. And we beat them 1-0 with that Marseille goal from the Lukaku header from De Gea. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of... You know, there's, there's the City game. Um, and then you might... It would be interesting because it's West Brom, Bournemouth, then the Cup Semi-Final, Arsenal, Brighton, Watford... In the league, so there's quite a lot of trash there. Get our hat tricks um, and overtake Salah and Kane. Yeah, un- <laughs> unlikely, I'd say. But, you know, there's, it's reasonable to say he could get to 20 Premier League goals, which would be a decent return. Yeah. Um, I, I think. And, uh, you know, you, you say that that should happen. We'll see how United react. No Champions League, um, you know, Premier League gone after the weekend, like, you know, Chances are. I mean, it's gone already, hasn't it? Yes. Um, so how much do those West Brom, Bournemouth, uh, Arsenal, Brighton and Watford games really matter? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because top four is guaranteed, well, that's not guaranteed, but top four is basically sewn up because of Chelsea's very hilarious implosion. Um, but oh, never mind second, like third is vital, isn't it? It's just so important not to finish fourth if you're going to get... Yeah, and there's only four points there, so yeah. some yeah, mem- momentum is important, uh, but not guaranteed, I'd say. I mean, we saw it dropped off last season. Um, it, it should United, you know, lose convincingly at the weekend. <laughs> it, all focus will be on the FA Cup. Mm, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's a bit different, isn't it, the FA Cup than the Europa League, because nothing rides on the FA Cup other than winning the FA Cup in and of itself. Like when when we were focusing on the Europa League, that was Mourinho's assessment of the best way to get in the Champions League. Um, should we take some listener questions? All right, uh, let's do a few questions then. Uh, sorry if I don't get to your question. Um, uh, we did discuss this on the pod, and uh, I now somewhat regret setting up an auto tweet <laughs> <laughs> because for the last four weeks that we haven't recorded, I promised off. everyone <laughs> that we have. Yeah, yeah so um, uh, people are sick of the boy crying wolf. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, they'll be surprised when this actually comes out. Yeah. Um, so friend of the show, Stephen, Simon Stevens, says, uh, which of the petulant Jose sales, past and future, do you think we're going to regret the most? Memphis, Shaw, Pogba, Martial? It's going to be oh, Martial, isn't God. it? God, Martial for bail rumours, and I am crying into me cornflakes. Like, that is the worst of all rumours. That would be f- mental. Yeah. Uh, Mental. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I do wonder where Bale will ever become the player he once was. I mean, he's just had so many injuries, and that, that blunts players. I mean, he's a fine, fine player, and certainly in his, at his pump, a superb player. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's it's a really significant worry. But never mind that. Just uh, Obviously, like, I would swap Martial for Messi, obviously, but I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I could just... I just want to see Anthony Martial's Manchester United career flourish and grow and become the beautiful flower that it should be. Mm. Will he outlast Mourinho? I hope so. I mean, I hope they all outlast Mourinho. Sure, Pogba, a lot of them. I hope somebody coming because Memphis, I, like Memphis is like, Memphis is not Mourinho's fault. Memphis is Van Gaal's fault. You know. Um, Oh, and Memphis is yes, he, he seems yeah. to be getting it together. He's having a good season at Lyon. Yes, I think mid-tier, big fish in small pond and medium-sized pond is about right for Memphis. For now, anyway. Um, but oh, I don't know. It's just the fact that Mourinho is isolating Pogba and not particularly treating Marcel brilliantly. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, with this reported massive rebuilding of the squad scheduled for the summer, asked uh, Fergus Lockhart one on Twitter, um, who are the players that United have to keep? Who does Mourinho see as indispensable? Any ones that he signed, yeah. I think. De Gea, Except for Pogba. De Gea, the- Matic, Lukaku. Those are the ones that he sees as indispensable, apparently. Yeah. I, d- I do want to, um, I, I guess... Uh, Come next week, we won't have much to talk about other than the transfer window, so we can start that in earnest. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, he's going to sign two full-backs and a central defender in the summer, is is what I predict. Or I guess a midfielder, because we'll we'll see. I I, I still think Fellaini will end up signing a contract, uh, because really, he's going to get more money elsewhere, and and Mourinho absolutely loves him. It's like a new signing. Like his firstborn. Like a new signing, Fellaini signing a new contract, I think, that's what we'll be told. No, it's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I know it's the honest talking and probably you're a bit tired but you're you're sounding uh, like uh, Marvin the depressed robot <laughs> sorry uh, about that hitchhiker's guide <laughs> at, that, at that thought yeah <laughs> uh, no I think you're right I think um, Matic Sanchez De Gea uh, Lukaku are, uh, are his men I'm not sure I'm not convinced about Sanchez you know I'm not I'm not convinced that Mourinho won't at some point chuck Sanchez under a bus well, he, yeah, he might well do. Um, uh, whether, whether, well, you know, paying him uh, between three hundred and five hundred thousand pounds <laughs> a week, depending on who you believe, uh, quite who could afford that is uh, well, absolutely nobody. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's one for you, I think, Paul. Okay. Given uh, the twenty odd minute rant we had about Mourinho at the start of the show, okay. VJ underscore Rajan one asks, uh, "Do you want Mourinho to stay? And if not, who's going to replace him?" <laughs> uh... My honest answer to both of those questions is I don't know. Because I do think there's a solid argument to say that a third season of Mourinho, particularly if he can if he can find some you said I sound like Marvin the paranoid android, like he that's Mourinho's life. It's Jose the paranoid robot. Um so 
if he can find some sort of spark, I don't think it's impossible that he could do something. I don't know, he could turn it around somehow. Although he's not really in the history of going into slumps and then pulling himself out of them. That's not really been his MO. It's normally start strong and then fall apart. Um, I don't think I could say, honestly, with my hand on my heart, that I want him to stay. Um, but I'm not like... It's not like when Moyes went, when it was just a complete relief and delight. Or even when Van Hal went, when it felt kind of long overdue and sensible... Mourinho going is much more ambivalent because it would we're sort of running out of options a little bit and we we have to I mean my my current working theory is that United have to luck into an incredibly charismatic talented future oriented manager um and that'll have to be by luck rather than judgment given the powers that be yeah I I actually don't see any vision at the top um to not go for something obvious yeah, you know, like let, let, let's just call Moyes the biggest mistake in the history of the club, yeah. perhaps in the history of the world <laughs> itself. Yeah, uh, I think you called him on WhatsApp the worst human in history. <laughs> yes, I mean, I was. We, we had this like debate about whether we should run a bracket on that one. <laughs> I mean, I was. It's fair to say, being fairly tongue in cheek. What happened to what happens on the WhatsApp stays on the WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fair to share. Okay. Um, with Chelsea versus Spurs result, do you think the top four is now secure? Our Sega F Hussein on Twitter. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. You know, I really have to blow up. Um, and given that we're playing uh, quite a lot of dross, City aside, um, and I'm including Arsenal in that dross, mm-hmm. uh, it would have to be a, a, a really massive blow up. I mean, was it eight points to Chelsea, something like that? Um, four to Liverpool Spurs. Yeah, it seems really unlikely. I, I think top four's, you know, good now. It's something like Arsenal fans here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that Chelsea lost that game and they lost to us was absolutely massive for them. I, I, I think top four is, is nailed on because like, we've hardly stumbled against small teams all season. You know, there's been like a couple of big results in, in the like the fact that we beat Chelsea and Liverpool and even that Palace comeback, the fact that we dug out a two 0 win against Brighton even though we weren't playing very well, these are, these are all the kind of things that that make top four finishes, you know, and and that that there's some degree of significance to all that which shouldn't be overlooked in terms of the club's temperament and the, the squad's temperament and ability and all that kind of stuff, but uh, the Sevilla game kind of hangs heavy over it all a bit and so does some of the style of some of those victories but in terms of top four I've certainly not seen anything that makes me think we're going to throw that away yeah um Carrick replacements question marks asked uh, Gupreet Singh on Twitter that's uh, G-U-R-P-R-33-T underscore Singh uh, I, I just wonder whether I mean Matic is already the replacement uh, and he might look for a different type of midfielder um, to complement what we've got in the summer. I, I guess the bigger question is, um, Carrick's definitely retiring. Whether Fellaini stays will make a difference in terms of buying another one. Do, is he going to bin Herrera would seem likely. Um, and and that, you know, probably, prob- prob- I mean, will he bin Pogba? Less likely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can he devise a system get more out of Pogba? Um, and, and probably the more likely um, purchase, if it's one midfielder, is is more of a kind of box-to-box style midfielder, though, of course, Mourinho wouldn't like to classify it like that. Uh, yeah. And, of course, there's always Scott McTominay to replace Michael Carrick. 
Yeah, uh, jury's still a little out on McTominay. Yeah, uh, he's picked Scotland. Uh, <laughs> good, good for McTominay. Uh, Mourinho, uh, about as much chance of winning the World Cup as if he'd picked England. Mourinho was like really gung ho about that, and then he went to watch him play in Scotland, which was funny. Um, uh, no, I, I, I think I don't know whether you know if we're potentially speculating on Carrick goes, Herrera goes, Fellaini goes, all in the same summer. He's got to buy, and we're we're short of numbers in midfield already. He'd be talking about buying four midfielders in if that happens. It's very unlikely, isn't it? I think Herrera will stay, um, partly because Carrick's going in. I mean, also, there's a good player in there, isn't there? You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Timothy Timothy Mentor and Andres Pereira should be our six and eight next season. Hashtag, <laughs> sorry, no question here. Oh. At, at red from Z. Fair play. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Don't know. Pereira's not exactly lit up La Liga. He's been okay, but he's been playing mostly off the left, occasionally off the right, and not too often at eight. I'd say almost never. Uh, Fosimens has had a decent season at Palace in a you know a, a pretty average team, playing right back mostly, right? Mostly at right back. Yeah. So big leap to say they'd be uh, at six and eight next season. If Van Hal was the manager, totally different situation. Ed, what is the one quality you like in Mourinho? Question mark, question mark. By Vic Shishadri. Great question. M-A-V-V-I-V-E-E-K on Twitter. One quality I like in Mourinho. Well, he wins trophies. You like how you like it when he's funny as well, and you like it when he sides. But he's not often that anymore. No. You know, the, the the barbs at opposition managers, that's amusing. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he took on Conte and absolutely destroyed him. That was that was quite amusing. It's when he takes on his own fans, <laughs> or the club's fans, um, and his own players. Less amusing. Yeah. Less amusing. Um, I don't like much of his um, methodology, his way of being a <laughs> manager. I'm stopping you. Or, or, or now, the way his team plays. Uh, if, Sorry. If, what was the question? Was the question, list some things what? that you don't like about Mourinho? No, it was not. <laughs> I'm, I'm simply, it's a, it's a deductive method. <laughs> I'm simply removing all the things I don't like to try and get to the one quality I do like. The trophies. Yeah. That's his one redeeming quality. Yeah. Uh, at Leo EPD says, who can you see as a realistic replacement for Moo? See, we're not driving the agenda. It's the listeners. Yeah. This is what they're... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if there was a standout. Um, the, the one thing I'd say is that um, I don't think there's a, a whole load of vision at the club. So if, if Mourinho... He's not going this summer. He's definitely not. No. But if, if he completely went into Scorcher territory next season and the team blew up, um, and you know, which has happened before in season number three, obviously, um, and uh, and he was binned in mid-season. Um, I can imagine the club only going for a you know a an experienced, seasoned manager. Only, I, I don't believe they'd take a risk on Poch um, or on Tuchel or, or you know or any other kind of younger managers around Europe. I think also Pochettino is not going to leave Spurs mid-season to go to United, I, I, especially not at the beginning of the first season in a new stadium. Yeah, it's fair and likely. I read Balaguer's Pochettino diaries, um, which I highly recommend reading. It's very, very, very entertaining read. He comes across as a sort of fascinatingly complex character, Pochettino. Um, uh, Tuchel, like, 
who knows whether that would work? It's a, a total, total gamble. I mean, people think he's probably good is about the size of it, isn't it? Um, yeah, and Spurs has been a little up and down this season. Obviously, their squad is thinner than some of the others around the, the top four. They were excellent against Chelsea, although I don't know how much of a barometer that is, really. No, but they were they were excellent against Chelsea. They were excellent against us. They were also excellent against Juve. I mean, they yeah. were a kick either way um, from going through. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know Juve kind of managed the in-game situations probably better. But, that, but you know, Spurs were the better side did, over the two legs. Didn't that strike you a little bit as like mid-90s Fergie in the European Cup? Just not quite got the experience yet, but it's coming, something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um Adam, so 50, 50 oh, on friend of Twitter. Old-time, long-time friend of the show. Us, do you think the man management component of being MUFC boss is as difficult as Mourinho's making it look? <laughs> no. That's a Mourinho-esque barb, that is, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's real good. And, uh, you know, managing a squad of 20 millionaires is incredibly, like, psychologically complicated, but it's... It, it, it could definitely be done a lot better and a lot simpler. And Guardiola's doing a man management job just up the road. And you know, Guardiola has next to no real human man management skills. You know, there's a lot of, he's a very, he's a very, very deeply odd person, but he gets around the man management by building a team that knows it's going to win under him and knows it's going to do it while kind of, gaining huge plaudits for the quality of play whilst improving every single player in the squad. So there is an alternative to sophisticated Fergie-esque man management. Sure, yeah, but but could he do it, you know, as manager of Salford <laughs> on a cold, wet Tuesday? Well, it's like, yes, like Salford would probably be a lot better if Pep Guardiola was their manager. See, I don't think I don't think uh, Pep will be the complete manager until he goes down to the non-league. So I'm, I'm just not having it. <laughs> His legacy is tarnished without it. But I like the fact that, you know, Guardiola is someone who you've always sort of admired from a distance, but he's come to City and you've fully adopted a Guardiola slander policy, which is to be highly respected, Ed. The, the, your, your commitment <laughs> to tribalism has been absolutely unimpeachable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so is uh, Guardiola's commitment to uh, to doping. <laughs> financial, financial doping. Financial, financial yeah, doping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fuentes, where are you when we need you? Talking of Guardiola, I need to transition out of rank cast questions because I'm seriously running out of voice here. Um, All right. Well, uh, we have hundreds more. Sorry, uh, we didn't get the chance to uh, to bring up all the uh, the anti Mourinho stuff that we get on here. When I um, when... <laughs> we've driven away the Mourinho likers <laughs> as well as, as as well as now having a crowd of left wing commies only. Well, you know, Trump supporters, Mourinho likers. Mm, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not listen. I don't actually mean that. Um, I, do I mean it a little bit? No, no, no. Um, we'll do a bumper show where we do like loads and loads of questions and kind of make up for the time we've missed, but I can't do that yet because I'm not really, I shouldn't really be doing this. So I definitely can't do that. But once I'm properly better, we'll do a long, long show. Yeah, um, uh, one funny thing happened on social media. Uh, sometimes people use Rankcast in a uh, 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 hashtag uh, with Fox and Primes. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. Um, and has managed to 
finish Paul off. Um, so look, we've got a game at the weekend. Let's let's wrap up the show, which is going to be a little short show. And I, I know um, I know we have um, shortchanged everybody. Mm. <laughs> I think the fact that the auto tweet went out really pissed them people off. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't turn it off. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I just keep forgetting. Um, so um, City at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two fears. Uh, <laughs> what is one of them, is two, one of them that we're going to lose ten 0 and they're going to win the league? Yeah, well, you know that's one. Okay. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say that so much as a fear as an expectation. Not the ten 0 but you know, clearly we could get battered. Yeah. Um, I want. I, I don't expect that to actually happen because I think Mourinho will play a pretty negative form of football in order to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, what I actually fear is United will be pathetic and limp. Um, and really have absolutely no intention of trying to win this game. We'll accept a one or two nil defeat as as somehow being, um, you know, heroic. Uh, and Mourinho can play the well. We can't possibly keep pace with City. Look at all the money they've spent. Card. That's what I think will happen. Mm. It's funny that he can. Like, it's funny that he's playing that card when we've spent unearthly fortunes. Like, yeah. Well. Um. Um. Uh, about. 90 or so million less than City, but we did get um, a couple of players in Zlatan and and Sanchez on free transfers. Now, what do you reckon if those people were under contract, the uh, combined total of those uh, fees would have been? Let's say... Fairly high. Yeah. Fairly high. Zlatan's age, 10 to 20 million. Alexis, 50 to 70. Well, City bid 60. Right. uh, And had it accepted. He said they couldn't get the paperwork done last summer. There you go. So uh, we're pretty quickly that's adding up to 90 million. Hmm. Yeah, you see how we turned the preview of the City game into a bit more Mourinho bashing. <laughs> I don't. It's I, impressive, I, impressive stuff that one. I'm so. How do you think it'll go? I'm so fed up with not liking the United manager. It's like it's, I'm just really fed up with it. I I don't like any of. I don't like listening to us moan about Mourinho. I really. I don't enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy listening to it. It's just. It's just analysis. I don't see another way to analyze what's happening. Uh, so I think I think there's every chance that he'll pull something off in this game. Every chance of a sort of one nil win to us. You've got to imagine that United's level of motivation here should be a little higher than City's because the prize for City is winning the league today when they're going to definitely win the league a week later if they don't win it today. Um, or maybe even, I don't know if they've got a game in midweek or whatever. Um, Guardiola was even talking about resting players because they've obviously got a big Champions League uh, game and a tough one at that, given that Liverpool are the one team that have beaten them in the league this season. Or maybe they lost to someone else as well. But anyway, um, one of the few teams to have beaten them. Uh, how do I see it? I don't know. I, one of two ways, right? We defend ferociously and score one and win one nil. Or City kind of brush us aside because we can't get it together to form the kind of Mourinho wall that we should. But the, the performance against Liverpool and Chelsea kind of made me think we probably have got to a point where we can do that. This was a long ramble that doesn't really answer the question. I don't know how it's going to go. I've got no idea. What do you think? I, well, I, I, I think we will be pretty defensive. Um, City do have a high press. Uh, I don't think we're uh, good enough at the back to play our way out. So we'll be pretty defensive and play fairly direct. I wouldn't be surprised if Fellaini came into the side for for Pogba. Um, <laughs> I would. 
Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't started for Lady since. He for hasn't a long started time. a game, but um, you know, I, I, I uh, and and Mourinho knows that he can play that um, uh, under the assumption that he can play the. You know, there's no way anyone could keep pace for City card. Look how much money they've spent, um, and that he'll have his armies of. Uh, probable Russian bots uh, out there trolling <laughs> for him saying, you know, how do you expect him to play any other way? We'd get, you know, absolutely battered unless we defend. So. Talking of Russian bots, of course, Jose Mourinho is signing up with RT to do... Interesting. To, Interesting. Can I just... Can I just the re- state propaganda arm can, of... Can I just request the, that we make absolutely no comment about this, Ed? <laughs> just... Just for for various reasons, for what can only be yeah, described yeah. as various reasons. I no, no, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, maybe, maybe Saturday's uh, game is uh, Human Rights FC versus Human Rights FC. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to use. I'm just out of context. Uh, this is apropos of nothing. I just got the word despicable in my head for some reason. Just the word despicable. Um, uh, totally tone deaf to global events. How's that? How's that? Just out of nowhere, I just thought that thought. It's not not related to what we were just talking about, to be absolutely clear. Just something out of nowhere, the words despicable and tone deaf to global events just popped into my head separately. Do you, do you, um, do you think that uh, uh, your illness might have been a preemptive strike? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I cannot laugh. Absolutely can't laugh. Nerve agent or polonium? Mm. That's, uh, that's the big question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, good old Jose Mourinho, good old reliably decent human Jose Mourinho. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to predict a one-all draw out of hope for this game. Very good. Uh, He's going to score United's goal. Jesse Lingard. Um, lineup. De Gea. Well, a really interesting question about central defence is he's gone with Smalling and Lindorf a lot recently, hasn't he? Um, he has. I mean, how fit is Bailly? Uh, he was on the bench yeah. the weekend. You, you know, you, like if he's fit, he's got to play. He has, but then does um, he drop Smalling? It's like Smalling's been playing all right, well, hasn't he? He's playing all right, but he can't pass the ball for Toffee. No, that's you know? true. And, and that is a problem against the high press. Yeah. Unless United really are going to launch it, and I was being slightly facetious. I mean, I do expect us to go a little direct. Um yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'd be tempted to, I'd be tempted to go by Ian Lindelof. Yeah, um, and then just to try and keep the ball. Obviously, Ashley Young at left back, Valencia at right back. Um, you wonder. The question two or three in midfield. Yeah, you know, Matic go... McTominay, I think, are, are, are guaranteed starters. <laughs> Fellaini or Pogba is the question. What a world. What a world! Scott McTominay is a guaranteed Scott star, and Paul Pogba isn't. Well, he's going to he's he, look. He's definitely going to want some uh, some uh, protection in there. I mean, look, there's a legitimacy to that in yeah. a, in a sense that 100%. he cannot expect Paul Pogba to uh, hold his position and play a defensive role in a game of this magnitude, and nor should he. No. Need to, and that, that's the problem, right? You know, so people do see that debate in two ways. Yeah, um, we didn't really get into this, but you know, Pogba should be able to play anywhere, uh, a man of his, you know, quality and and uh, you know, remuneration mm-hmm. versus just playing where he's going to be most effective. Yeah, um, and and Mourinho tends to see it the first way around. Don't buy an eighty million, eighty nine million pound. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
creative player and then ask him to hold. Yeah, I was trying to think of a metaphor involving tools, but uh, like I'm, I'm not very handy. But like, don't buy a drill and then use it to like use the butt of it to bash a, a nail into a wall. You know, use the hammer to bash the nail into the wall and use the drill to drill the hole into the wall. You know, it's this is. That's my tortured metaphor. Don't buy an £89 million creative midfielder and use him to hold, as you might say, Ed. Um, it lacks a certain poetry, but you can't deny it has a certain accuracy to this particular situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that is, it is a big question. I mean, you could go with um, Lingard at 10, drop Pogba altogether, which is... Uh, I, I think he, he goes... Real option. I think he goes McTominay, Pogba, Matic... Alexis Lukaku Lingard I, th- I think that's that might that might be what he does and Matty gets sacrificed yeah, yeah as does Martial and Rashford yeah yeah could be could be we shall see um either hey look it could be worse we could be uh we could have um Alan Pardiola in charge <laughs> he's gone gone again uh, at least at least enough people beat City that we don't have to give them a guard of honour I think it would be worse to give them a guard of honour than them beat us to win the league. Would it? So is it they, they both, neither of them know. sound great, to be honest. At least, I'd have to give them a guard of honour off the pitch I, if they win. I tell you what, at least it's at the Etihad, not Old Trafford. There you go. There's some pathetic consolation for the dismal situation we find ourselves in. Ah. <sighs> All right, I'm just going uh, off to top myself with some polonium <laughs> so, I've so, in storage. It's only football. I mean, apart from all the other absolutely genuinely terrible things we've touched on during the course of the show, the Mourinho stuff, it's only football. Uh, it is. Uh, and uh, this was only a podcast. Yeah. First one in a month. Uh, we are deeply sorry that, um, that Paul's um, anti-Russian tirades on, you know, no, Putin cast. Disagree. Uh, had him, had him poisoned. <laughs> crank corner, um, crank and corner. And out for a month. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hopefully we're back now, and uh, he doesn't catch something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be back next week after the city game. To be honest, I'm not promising, but uh, hopefully that will be that will be the case. Um. Uh, yeah. Apologies, I've not been able to do the show. Uh. But we should be back on track for the rest of the season, and certainly. Any concerns about the rank cast's long-term future? No, there's there's no no worries about that. We were here before Jose Mourinho, and we'll be here after him. Gosh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, unlike the website, I haven't posted in ages because I've been so insanely busy. Since we last met, mm-hmm. met, recorded, um, I've been in Paris twice, Berlin, Barcelona, um, uh, Boston, Atlanta, New York. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I'm sure there's been somewhere else in between. <laughs> in fact, I think we missed the show before I got ill because of you. I think. I think that's that has even longer extended our sabbatical. So you get at least like ten percent of the blame. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you after the city game. Yeah. Come on, you Reds. The Rankcast is brought to you by the good people who choose to back us at patreon.com slash Rankcast. This week on the Patreon Backers special, we talked a little bit about the World Cup. I'm just throwing darts into a dartboard, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. I'm going for Senegal and Colombia because I like their flags. Mind you, the Japanese flag and the Polish flag. You can't argue with any of the flags in that group. That is maybe the strongest group flag-wise. It's a big shout, though, actually. That is a big shout. It's a big shout. A lot of red and white and... Yellow and 
Yellow and red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. A little bit of blue, some green. What's your favourite flag? I, I'm I'm quite partial to the Panama flag. Yeah, out of all the teams in the World Cup, I, I have to say the Brazil flag is an absolute banger in it. Like you just you can't <laughs> you can't mess with the Brazil flag. It is it is a total bona fide classic. Um <laughs> but yeah, that Panama that Panama's got like there's a degree of funk to the Panama flag. It's like it is a funky flag, but not in a not in an over busy way.